When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Max Olson of the Athletic is going to join us here momentarily. Momentarily, excuse me. We had our uh, first college football playoff selection committee rankings this week. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati round out the uh, top six there. We'll get Max's thoughts on what the path is for a team like Cincinnati and Schaefer will probably ask, why does Alabama get treated like this? Yeah, I agree. There's a quick preview of the, uh, of the interview. Um, there any moves in coaching searches this week that we need to bring up? He can, the Gary Patterson, he can probably speak to that. I'm sure. Gary Patterson. Um, and then we can, we can ask, we could ask if guys like Dave Aranda actually would leave where he's at because he's probably going to be one of the more talked about names, right? Yeah. With Baylor at 7-1. and one. I think so. Two years in. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's any shortage. Why don't we start there? Why don't we start with the coaching search stuff? Hello, Max. Hey, guys. What's going on? Nothing. We're just, we're going to – I know we spent a lot of time last week talking about potential coaching, coaching searches, and it was October. We had a little bit more movement – um, this week, and then we'll get into the college football playoff rankings. Um, Gary, I think pa- we, we we touched on Gary Patterson last week. We did boy, touch on Gary Patterson. Yeah, how yeah. about that? Um, wh- what? Um, I guess what's next for a program like TCU, and then what's next for Patterson himself? Yeah, uh, you know, I think that TCU kind of put out a message at the start here that they are looking at offensive-minded coaches. They feel like. It would be hard for somebody else to come in with that that's been a little bit more defensive-minded and, and kind of live up to the legacy of like Gary Patterson. So that seems to be the direction they're going in. Um, they, there were a bunch of uh, names that kind of like uh, came out this week that I thought was kind of interesting because it's hard to tell, like, is that a little bit of a smokescreen or not, where it's like uh, Tony Elliott and Jay Norvell and Deion Sanders uh, and Kellen Moore, and you're kind of like, are they just kind of throwing names out there? To me, I wonder a little bit if that's just 
sort of uh, going through the motions of doing a search when you think that that you can get Sonny Dykes, or or maybe maybe Sonny Dykes is not taking that job, and now they've got to go through it. But um, I think that's a, they're an interesting spot there. But I think that's a really good job. And uh, as for Gary Patterson, I I think that uh, I think he's going to be coaching next year. I, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who uh, is is going to sit back and and uh, you know sort of count his money. Um, in fact, you know he he quit his job on Sunday night. And then showed up to work on Monday. So I mean, I think he's still been helping them out a little bit this week. I think he would—he probably would feel a little weird just sitting out. So I could see him, um, you know, being a, a, a DC for a big time program next year. Or I, I don't think he would need to go the analyst route. Right? I, I can see him coaching somebody's defense next year, and um, you know, being very de- determined to prove he still got it. Wait, really? He went—he went back in to help this week. Yeah, yeah. He still like went into the office and helped them with the game plan on defense and all that. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Huh. Speaking of strange, at least to me, and I, I love the city of San Antonio, but why would Jeff Trailer <laughs> take a 10-year extension to, to stay at UTSA? I get that it's $28 million, like that's real money that's guaranteed. He's 53 years old. Maybe he doesn't want to move. But it, it sure feels like with all the jobs that are going to be open and all the movement that could happen in the state of Texas alone, that he would have found an opportunity that he wouldn't have had to change states and would have made at least that amount of money and probably a little bit sooner than over 10 years. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, he chose the extension in UTSA over Texas Tech. I mean, he was he was in it for Texas Tech. They thought they had him. They were really excited to hire him, and, and he, you know, the, I'm sure the timing plays into that a little bit of, like, he, I think he ultimately felt like he just couldn't do that to his kids and his program, especially in the middle of the season that they're having. And um, so, uh, and, and, you know, from what I've been told, that people at Texas Tech kind of respected the decision that the guy was, you know, uh, willing to kind of stick by his guns there. But, it, you know, like the 10-year thing is, you know, like Lane Kiffin signed a 10-year deal at FAU. It doesn't really mean anything. Like, mm-hmm. those guys will still leave. What Jeff Trailer agreed to, though, with his deal, he agreed to a seven and a half million dollar buyout. So he and that that reduces to seven and six and five or whatever over over the next few years. But he is pretty locked in now. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that that part of it was surprising to me. Um, you know, especially when you've you've seen some coaches like I think a, a great example right now is Seth Luttrell at, at North Texas was a guy that was up for Kansas State a couple of years ago. Seth Luttrell's getting fired this year. Like he he was a hot name and. Uh, and then, you know, if you lose enough games at the G5 level, you're not a hot name anymore and you don't have other options. And so um, I, I think Jeff Trailer did a great job of getting a great deal there. And, you know, for UTSA to triple uh, the, their pay for their head coach, I think is, it has a lot to do with the fact they're moving on to the American. But, um, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty wild move on, on Trailer's part. I mean, so much of this, you mentioned it there, so much of it comes down to like who's hot and, and who gets off to a good start and stuff like that. And and one of those guys is is Dave Aranda at Baylor. What's what's the market for him, I suppose, this offseason? Yeah, Dave Aranda, um, in my, just like my interactions with him, very, very likable guy, um, you know, really a different thinker than, than pretty much any head coach I've kind of come across here the last few years. Um, you know, everyone says, oh, very zen and quiet and all that kind of stuff, but he is a, he is a sharp, sharp guy. And I think what he's done in year two at Baylor, like in year one, I mean, obviously that you can, you can make all the excuses last year for all the obstacles you have as a, as a first year head coach, a first time head coach. But 
man, he he made all the right moves this offseason in terms of what he did to fix their offense and, you know, sort of can keep developing their program and become a better head coach. And um, they've been really fun to watch this year. I, I could see him being a guy that um, whose name comes up for jobs. I, I, I could see it. Um, I think he probably would have a hard time leaving Baylor and, and Baylor being the private school that they are. You know, Baylor pay, can pay a lot of money and can give you, a, you know, really long-term deals and stuff. So um, I, I think it's probably a little bit tough to outbid Baylor for a successful coach like this. But, um, and, you know, the NFL is a different story, obviously, with rule. But uh, certainly I, I think Baylor's going to stay in the Big 12 race here, and I could see Aranda uh, being a name that, that people take a look at because, uh, you know, certainly for, for his first two years as a head coach, um, he's making a really nice impression this year. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Is do we have to kind of change how we mentally perceive the Baylor job because with the work that Art Bryles kind of did, and then Matt Rule had that one bad year to start, and he obviously parlayed it into the Panthers. Like, is is Baylor maybe elevated to the point that it could be the kind of job that someone stays in and and has success in for a while, especially with the change coming in the Big Twelve? Oh, I, I honestly, honestly, I think that's part of it for TCU too. Is just to see, like, wow, look at what Baylor's been able to do with the hires they've made. Like it gives you a little bit of confidence that you know we can do that too if we if we you know finally make a change here. Yeah, I I think that uh, you know considering what Matt Rule walked into there um, and then to, to to flip it in, in just I think three years is is pretty remarkable. And and then you know he left good players there certainly, um, and they were not really as bad as they looked last year. But um, yeah, no, that that is a you know I think that the the steady thing there is their AD Mac Rhodes who's very good. Um, and as long as he's there, I, I think I would continue to have confidence that they'd be able to, uh, you know, stay successful or keep hiring good coaches or whatever. But yeah, I, I think so. I think Baylor is, you know, in that state, um, you are able to recruit at a top 25 to 30 level and, uh, and, and not with a ton of four stars, but, but to just pull together good classes every year. And, uh, clearly you've, you've seen Baylor can, can stay relevant in the, in the big 12. Max, will a group of five team ever make the playoff? You know, the, I, I get the I get all the angst this week, and and probably if the committee had put SMU and Houston at the bottom of the top twenty five, people I, I, maybe people would not be as freaked out about this situation. But I, I, I'm not I'm not all the way giving up on Cincinnati yet because hmm. they've got the Notre Dame thing going for them, and I think you look at Notre Dame's schedule. I mean, other than maybe playing Virginia, I think Notre Dame doesn't really have like a hard game left. I think they're going to go eleven and one. I think they're going to be a New Year's Six team, and you know, I think that's going to help continue to prop up the case of Cincinnati. Now, if Cincinnati doesn't win out, then 
you know, then then it's over right. for them. They 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 have to go thirteen and zero. But I think the case for for thirteen and zero plus that win over Notre Dame, and and if you just get a little bit of chaos, like I do think it's possible they could get in there. But man, they 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 probably also do need to start kind of dominating teams a little bit here in November. What it. it what would your view be? Is there any other conference that could get two teams in the college football playoff, or is it only the SEC with how Georgia and Alabama have been positioned at one and two? Is there any route for anyone else to get two teams in? Well, so, so I mean, my first instinct would just be to say, all right, so how does that work for the Big Ten, right? I mean, I, th- I think that – They're the only one that would really make sense. <clears throat> and and it, would it be that situation we, like we had a few years ago where Ohio State – I mean, I don't know. We we had the deal where Ohio State doesn't play in the conference title game, but they still got it over Penn State. Right? Well, it'd be the like, other way. If you lost Ohio it, State, you can't really do that. It'd be the right? other way. It'd be it'd be Ohio yeah. State wins out, Michigan State gets left out, and I don't see them getting in with one loss. No, or or would it be? Would it be the two Michigan schools? Maybe you know, um, if Michigan were to win out, um, but they don't. If they both win out, Michigan doesn't get to go to the. Big Ten title game, but uh, Michigan yeah, State I don't know. Does, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's – look, you have to at least like step back and say, like, man, this season has given us a lot of top 25 losses every week. So it's hard to sit here and say that, like, uh, you know, these scenarios can't happen. And I think, honestly, when you look at the Pac-12, the ACC, and the American – um, I, I think that that their you know their lead champion, whoever it is, is isn't going to be able to you know rack up that many top twenty five wins the rest of the way here. So yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't rule that out. What's your? I know we talked about him a lot last week, um, but it feels like the the price tag maybe on Mel Tucker just continues to kind of go up and yeah. up and up. Um, obviously pulling off the huge win last week. I, I guess what's your read on that situation right now, and and what could be out there for him this off season? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know from from like the SEC standpoint, I, you know, I guess there I, I would be curious to see you know if Florida were to open up, and I, I don't know, I don't really buy that it will, but man, it's in a little bit of a funky place right now. Yeah. Um, is that a kind of job that he would go to, you know, as well? I mean, because I think LSU, I, I can see the, the you know, I, I don't know what the preference is on the LSU side at this point. Is it, you know, and, and it's kind of an interesting crossroads uh, idea here of like, you know, would you would you go down the offensive road with, with, with a guy like Lane Kiffin or would you go down maybe the defensive road with, with a guy like Mel Tucker? I don't really know what makes the most sense for LSU. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around that search. But, you know, I think if you're Michigan State, I, I, I certainly – understand the thinking here of like maybe we need to you know back up the Brinks truck here and, and, right. and do whatever we can to keep him and um you know I that's where that's where it's you know I I think I'm, I'm sure that a guy like Mel Tucker has ambitions uh you know to coach in the SEC or, or coach at the highest level or whatever but it doesn't necessarily mean he has to make the change this year so yeah the tug of war over Mel Tucker is going to be I imagine wild here at the end of the month yeah I mean look they they're undefeated at Michigan State right now they're in the playoff like it doesn't get it doesn't get much better than that Georgia and Alabama are the only two teams um in front of them we'll see how they kind of finish things out all right Max uh are you I, I imagine you're probably on the couch this weekend given our college football slate no, I am. Uh, I'm going to go uh, check out the uh, apparently uh, deeply underrated Ohio State Buckeyes this weekend. Oh, wow! How about it, huh? Max is going to be in the press box. 
I'm coming to the press box. When's the last time you were at a Nebraska game? Uh, probably the last Ohio State game. Yeah, when game day came to town. I went to that. 2019. Because uh, I ended up uh, following the bear around all day, which was which is just a delightful day uh, of, of, uh, of, of a Saturday. Fun. So that was my last Husker game. And, uh, yeah, looking, looking forward to this one. Get yourself ready for some breakfast pizza. Did you guys – do your picks yet for this one already? I'm, I am honestly curious what you think of how this is going to go. We haven't done it yet. Um, okay. I won't spoil it then. That's fine. I'll give you a hint. It's uh, like I think Ohio State's going to win by a lot, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, I do. They're, they're, they, they honestly might be like the second best team in the country. I can. Uh, the weird thing is, Max, I can make a. I, I can make an argument. I can make a case for Nebraska. And that's different than than most Ohio State Nebraska games. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't have a great grasp of, of how uh, you know how competitive and watchable it's going to be. But man, I mean, they this would, this would be one to get up for. So yeah, I'm excited to see y'all. It, it'll be fun. Yeah, twenty years of bad luck for Nebraska is going to manifest itself in one of its luckiest performances against Ohio State, and it'll only lose by three. <laughs> I mean, luckiest performances. I mean, I, I I believe we were all you know still in college when that uh, when when Bowserman came to town. Right? Oh yeah, uh, I was freshly time. out. I was I was there. There was uh, I I just watched clips of that. I game. was there. I left. I went this to Kenobi. Incredible game. Yeah, <laughs> that's average story for that. <laughs> Bo Pelini yelled at me after the game. All right, uh, thanks, Max. We'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, see you guys. Max Olson of the Athletic. We'll take a quick timeout and round out the nine o'clock hour next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.